Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Warmaker Podcast. The one-stop shop for courage, confidence and mindset building. Also bringing you all the aspects of mental health, business and entrepreneurship. We are your hosts. Adam Ellis. And Jason Borman of the Rawmakers Coaching. So today, guys, we've got a very, 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 very special guest. Um, she's a doctor. She's a motivational speaker. She's a coach and NLP master. Uh, she's been on shows like TEDx and... Um, and delivers fantastic speeches. Um, she's a mum of two, uh, two boys. She's a university professor. Um, so we're in big, big company here right now. So without further ado, let's welcome Jamana. Thank you so, so much, Jason and Adam. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, so that was like a brief introduction, but give you the floor now to just explain to our listeners and viewers like um, a little bit about yourself and um, the new journey that you've embarked on and a bit about you. Uh, all right, thank you so much. And you're doing an awesome job, guys. Um, so feel free to stop me at any stage because I get really passionate and enthusiastic about what I'm saying. So uh, feel free to stop me. Basically, as said, yes, I am a university professor and I did give a TEDx talk. Um, it was called Confessions of a Struggling Supermom. And it talked about the struggles of working mothers, but it also uh, described perfectionism and confidence issues that many women generally have. And that TEDx talk actually changed my life before I even stepped foot on stage. I knew my life had changed because I had done so much research about confidence and self-worth and uh, self-esteem in women that whether one person watched the talk or a million, my life had changed because I just became so aware of, of these issues, which are universal amongst women, but they're also unique and manifest in uh, very unique ways for different women. And it was actually after TEDx that I was invited to give a few workshops, again, in relation to these topics, and just a fire was lit within me. And because I was still a recovering perfectionist, I thought, well, I'm going to be talking about this stuff. I better get some proper training. So I became a certified life career and executive coach. And I had the opportunity to become a master NLP practitioner. And so I did that and that's it. Uh, and the reason why I gave that TEDx talk was because I was struggling. The super mom title was the furthest thing that I thought about myself. But the curator insisted we call it that um, because Many of us are super moms, but we do not acknowledge and appreciate the efforts that we put into everything that we do. I struggled, guys, struggled for years uh, with self-worth, with perfectionism, with people-pleasing, fear of judgment, 
fear of rejection, fear of failure. I had been asked three times prior to give a TEDx talk and I would say, no, 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 no. What would I have to say? What would I say that would make any difference? You know, who would listen to me? And by that time, by 2018, I thought, well, again, the curator, kind of insisted. And she said, you have to do it. You have to do this. So, yeah, I did it. <laughs> and I learned a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what specifically has drawn you to being a confident and effective coach? Uh, very good question, actually. It's because of my experience. Uh, I do not... I do not take lightly the responsibility I have as a university professor to educate my students and not just about the material I teach. So I'm supposed to be a chemistry professor. I teach them chemistry. Of course I do. Uh, but I definitely make sure I, I, I include uh, about mindset and confidence and worth because I suffered for so long. And I know suffer is such a strong word but it's true. And basically what grew me to confidence coaching and perhaps executive coaching is because, you know, people look at these accomplished women and they think, oh, wow, look at them. But actually research has shown that women in senior positions actually have imposter syndrome. They're more likely to have imposter syndrome than women in like, you know, lower positions. And imposter syndrome basically is this feeling that they're not good enough, that they don't deserve to be where they are, that they're frauds. So that's what drew me because I basically, I know this is a bold statement, but my mission is to make sure that as many women as possible, to save as many women as possible from the years of anxiety and stress that I endured as, as a accomplished, competent woman who suffered from self-worth and confidence issues. That's so cool, right? Because when I first got into coaching, I was a coach for mums because I saw that kind of, that need there to kind of help mums with lots of things that they deal with on a daily basis, like uh, feelings of being just a mum and lose their identity as human beings. Um, and they carry around the title of being a mom, and that, they think that's all they do, they can do from, from that point. And they get like even imposter syndrome about being a good mom and things like that, like, you know, and they feel like they're always like wanting to kind of improve in that area, which is, you know, natural, I guess. Um, yeah. But I've just chosen now to focus more specifically on courage and confidence, um, yeah, because um, I feel that's important, you know, base-wise for, for any, any person, really, like, to have confidence is, like, the essence of ourselves. Absolutely. Uh, I couldn't agree more, and that's so interesting. I did not know that about you, Jason, that you're a, a coach for moms, and um, exactly, and I do, I do, uh, also in my social media, I do touch on that, this sense of identity, like who are we? Who are we as people? If you're, you're a mom, that's a role that you're playing. You're a university professor, that's a job that I do. You're this, 
So we attach ourselves to these identities. And especially as you mentioned, as working moms, we start to spread ourselves so thin that we feel we're not good. Like when we're at home, we're thinking about work. And then when we're at work, we're thinking about the kids. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really tough. And as you said, personally, I think self-worth is the foundation upon which everything else is built. Everything else is stacked based on a person's sense of worth. The way we think, the way we feel, the way we act, it's based on how worthy we feel. Yeah, I've just said you my ebook that I've got, like, so a whole ebook for that piece. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, I'd love that. Cool. Um, yeah, like, what's been, like, the key sort of bit of advice you can give to, like, women? who are uh, maybe dealing up with self-worth right now. Like. Mm. All right. So let me let me be fair here. I do like, really like working with women and moms, but I'm not limited to perhaps women and moms because uh, self-worth is something that we all should cultivate as human beings. Um, the reason why I focus on women and moms and professional women and moms is perhaps because of that relatability aspect. But having said that, before we even talk about how to improve self-worth, like up until a few years ago, if you told me, guess me, what's your set of worth like? I wouldn't even know what that meant. So I think it's important to clarify what it means to have self-worth, what self-worth mean, and what are signs of low self-worth. So basically, self-worth is of worth. You are of value as a human being. And the thing is, with regards to self-worth, it's actually independent of what you earn, of what you look like. It's of independent or irrespective of what you do, how much money you have and the possession that accumulates. It's something that is cultivated within you. And we're all born, we're born with like a well of worth. But as we go from infanthood to toddlerhood, to childhood, school age, and then into adolescence and then our parents and our siblings and our aunts and our uncles and our teachers and people in society start saying you should do this you shouldn't do that stop doing this stop doing that yeah you got the a yeah you got the money yeah you scored two goals we start to associate our worth with what we do how we act and with each critical judgment with each harsh word our worth is being chipped away and so it's almost like people are taking from our well of worth. And, you know, in adolescence, how hard that can be. And then uh, just the constant criticism from perhaps peers and things like that. We get to a point where we're like, oh, I need to feel worthy because when we feel worthy, we feel good about ourselves. What do I do? We get it from outside because people have taken it from within us. So we start to seek worth from outside. And this is where things like perfectionism, up to self-worth, 
perfectionism because when I do something perfectly, I feel good. I feel worthy. If it's not done perfectly, I don't feel worthy. And or the need to achieve and overachieve and then overachieve. It becomes like a hit. It becomes like a hit. Like, okay, so, so I did my TEDx talk. Tick. Yes, I feel good about that. And then it's like, okay. And then that wears off. And a year later, I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? Oh, I've got my promotion. Yay, I've got my promotion. Tick. And then that wears off. Okay, what's my next achievement? What's my next achievement? And because we seek this sense of worth from outside of ourselves, that's where the people-pleasing comes in. That's where seeking approval comes in. Can't say no, because then they'll be upset with me. And if they're upset with me, that's going to make me feel bad about myself. Okay, I'll keep them happy, because when they're happy, it makes me happy. And, and then we're we'll just chasing that, right? Like it's never gonna, never gonna end. It's it will not end. Uh, setting boundaries. Oh my God! You know, I I'm not sure about you, Jace and Jason and Adam. I was the yes girl. Can you do this, please? Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> and from inside, I'll be like, Oh my God, I don't want to do this, but I can't say no. I can't say no. Yes, 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 yes. And every time you say yes to something that you really don't want to do and you don't have to do. You are basically saying, I value your time, your energy, your feelings more than my own. I can't say no. I don't want Jason to be upset with me. Ah, oh, so I care about Jason's feelings more than I care about my own. I value Jason's feelings more than I value my own. And so these are some of the signs, some there are more, but I, I feel like, see, please feel free to stop me, okay? Because I am very passionate about this. <laughs> Saying sorry. No, it's good, yeah. Saying sorry. I was like, sorry, you know, I, I, I'm i walking into a, a classroom and we barely even touch. Oh, sorry, sorry. You know, you know how many times I've said sorry to doors, to tables, <laughs> to chairs? <laughs> What does that mean? What does that, or sorry to bother you. My emails always started, and I actually went through a, like a huge culling of past emails I've sent. Like I deleted a mass deletion of emails because all my emails used to start with sorry to bother you, but sorry to bother you, but students in my classes, I became, I told you after TEDx, it's like I started to wear new glasses. Because I would notice how often people say sorry Sorry, doctor, I just want to, I'm sorry, this, sorry, this, sorry, that, sorry to bother you, sorry to be annoying, sorry I'm taking up too much time. So, and basically this, normally when do we say sorry? When we've done something wrong or we've made a mistake, but we just throw the sorries left and right. And that basically means that we don't feel worthy of taking up time and space. And sorry also leads with this meaning if you then use it all the time. Yeah, Very very true very true so um yeah these are some signs of low self-worth and having a harsh inner critic oh you know that inner critic that voice in your head that bully that sorry to say that bitch <laughs> you can can you beep that out i'm not sure if you can <laughs> yeah keeping it in um, one of the things we've learned recently is emotional intelligence and it's getting used to that voice inside your head. 
that speaks to you negatively or judgmentally or um, and you get used to sitting with that voice and learning about why it's being that way. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, so that's one of the elements of emotional intelligence. Um, yeah. That's really interesting. Yes, that's really interesting. And uh, I can understand I what I basically do because I am very spiritual and I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Eckhart Tolle. I love Eckhart Tolle and his teachings. And basically when that inner voice creeps in, I actually kind of sit back and I go, okay, I detach. I actually detach. It's not me. Yeah. It's not me. Okay. I know what you're trying to do. Maybe this inner voice is trying to protect me from failure, trying to, you know, all right, thank you, but not today. <laughs> yeah, it's like, reacting to it with a thank you rather than thank you i don't need that right now but thank you for bringing it up rather than judging your own judgment oh jason thank you so much for saying that because with my clients what i'm noticing and it, it happened with me and it happened with my son is that perfectionists in particular when they're on this path of self-development and personal development even in this journey there and where perfectionists like i shouldn't have these thoughts anymore like i'm reading these books i'm listening to these podcasts i'm watching these and i still have these thoughts oh, chill chill yeah it's part of the journey exactly so don't judge the inner critic it's there like you said beautifully sit with it think about what's the intention behind it and just say no thank you and keep going and then just deciding what to think in that moment is your power. Like, it's taking back control and not letting your head run away with you. Because it wants to take you down all sorts of scary paths and back to your old self. And, you know, when you're on this self-development journey, like, it's always constantly trying to pull you back to how you used to think or, you know, the patterns that you've got yourself in that were comfortable for it. Now it's a challenge to kind of you know, actively think about what it is you're thinking and saying and being in every moment. It's, you know, it's trying to bring you back to that comfort where things are easy and you're not standing guard at your mind anymore. Like, you know. Oh, absolutely. Well, we know growth comes with a lot of discomfort. Actually, I, I read recently, and I love that. Comfort, comfort is the enemy of growth. And so our mind is trying to protect us from this discomfort. Like, stay small, stay small, stay here. It's safer. It's, you know, it's comforting. But for those who are, but we're here to grow. Like, we're here to grow. We're here to evolve. And yes, we sit with the discomfort and then we grow. And you'll feel comfortable for a little while. And then we want to expand again. So we, we get another level of discomfort and we continue growing. So, yeah, absolutely. I firmly believe that everyone's got a leader inside of them, and it's about letting that lead. Um, yeah. I agree. They're in a lion. <laughs> I love that. The inner lion. Absolutely. Yeah, good one. <laughs> so, those are the signs of lodestar. Would you like to know some? Maybe I can share with your listeners ways that we can, they, we, they can reclaim their self worth. And I'm very intentional with the word reclaim because 
we're taking it back. It was ours. We had that self-worth when we were born and it's still there. So here's the thing. We are worthy. You're worthy, Jason. Adam is worthy. Everybody is worthy. It's just the unworthiness that exists. So how can we fall again is one of the things is accepting that we're imperfect. And as simple as that sounds, as simple as it sounds to accept imperfect, it's actually very hard to do when you've been raised to be a perfectionist or when you've associated your worth with doing everything perfectly. But when we accept ourselves in spite of our flaws, our weaknesses, our limitations, you know, accepting that, yeah, I'm kind, I'm loving, I'm temperamental and, and da, 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 da. I have these negative traits. Okay, I'm human and I can accept that. And I'm worthy nonetheless. Uh, something else is being very aware of the critical and negative thoughts that we have in our minds. And this is something we, you, you, you were saying. And just replace them with kinder and more compassionate thoughts and a, a nice hint I, I i tell my clients and my friends and my students anyone who listen basically <laughs> is speak to yourself like you would speak to a loved one because often we are so harsh with ourselves uh, and so what, what i tend to do is I distance myself and I encourage anyone like distance yourself. Imagine it was someone you loved so much. Like I have a best friend, 26 years, she's also a working mom. And, and so when I feel like I'm going to be harsh with myself, when I start to hear that inner critic, I think, well, what if it was Maria that's going through my situation? Be so like comforting and hugging her and telling her you're doing a great job. Come on, what are you talking about? And as much as I love my best friend, Maria, I should love myself more. Be your own source of praise. So for those who seek external validation, for those who want to hear, you know, praise from their coaches, as in, in my son's case, football coach, from your bosses, from your parents, from whoever, from your professors. Say the words that you want them to tell you. Say them to yourself. Why wait? Why should their words have more value or their opinions of you have more value than the opinion you have of yourself? So again, it's all about increasing the value from within. Acknowledge, appreciate, and celebrate your efforts, your wins, your successes, even the small ones. Just before this, I was on a call and I was asking someone about their achievements. And they're like, oh, I'm a very average person. Very average. Really? Oh, what's average? You know, back and forth, back and forth. This person had run and won a 10K marathon. Won three gold medals in jogging competitions. This person had a master's degree in engineering. And it took me a good 15 minutes to get these out of this person. Because we're raised to be humble. We're raised to downplay. And while I, lo I love and I appreciate humility, 
but within ourselves, we have to celebrate our wins and our accomplishments and our successes and our achievements. Uh, another one, setting boundaries. Ooh, I am a firm believer in setting boundaries. Setting when you say no, thank you. And let's please just dismiss, dismiss the myth. You set boundaries, you're being mean. You can set boundaries. Here's, here's a new splash. You can set boundaries and be kind and loving and caring. You can say, no, thank you. That's something I'm not able to do right now. And by saying those words, you are valuing your time, your energy, your feelings. And of course, invest time, energy, and money in yourself. And this is something I, I many people struggle with, this, perhaps especially moms. It's like, I don't know, I've, I, 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 I was, pardon? Mom guilt. Yeah, mom guilt, mom guilt. Why don't you do, why don't you like, you know, do a workout could, or go for a walk? Oh, I can't, I can't I have to do this for the kids and I have to do this and I have to cook and I have to, well, and especially even the money, investing money in yourself because I know I was one of those moms and all of my friends and, you know, as NLP practitioners, we don't use that word all lightly. <laughs> so when I say all of my female friends, moms, it's like we buy and buy and buy and buy for our kids, toys, clothes, whatever, you know, PlayStation things, apps. And it's like, oh, should I buy this or not? Should I buy this or not? It's like, ah, oh, we don't feel we're worthy enough to buy this. But for our kids, we get and we get and as much as we love our kids and adore our kids, but also invest in yourself. Invest time in yourself, invest energy in yourself. Yeah, and let your voice be heard because you're worthy of being heard. Uh, apparently, I read a statistic also, I, I wish I had the source because I like to have sources, <laughs> that apparently uh, women tend to speak less in meetings in the presence of men, and I think it was like 70% less. And that is related to confidence as well. But what you're saying is worthy of being heard. And lastly, release and let go of people who make you, who feel, who you feel are negative. So if you feel there are people bringing you down on your journey to growth, because um, sadly there are, these people do exist, just let them go. And again, you can be kind in doing so. Just distance yourself. Yes, yeah, so I can step off my soapbox. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome piece of golden nuggets of information there. Like, that's really, <coughs> really amazing to hear. And um, I can relate to a lot of what you said, because lots of what you just said, like, um, I wrote about as well. And yeah, it's quite yeah, um, interesting to hear. But yeah, you picked up on all that stuff as well. And basically, yeah. So in terms of like courage, like what was your, what, what needed the greatest amount of courage for you in your life up to now? There was like one moment when you, you thought that was courage that got me through that. Um, what do you think that would be for you? What a beautiful 
right question. What? Okay, actually, it was investing in myself, investing in a coach and in coach training. Because where I am right now, we're going through some really tough times economically as a country. And you know this because we're, I've talked to you about it. And to just say, okay, I need to do the for my family and people around, people hopefully around the world, investing large chunk of money in a lot of courage. That took a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So investing a large chunk of money in getting yourself trained as a coach, like obviously took courage, it took putting aside mum guilt, you know, doing something for you for a change. Um, and something that would benefit your community, yourself, your family, and like whoever you may coach in the future or speak in front of in the future. I'm glad that you recognise right. that feat of courage and yeah, that's awesome to hear. So thank you for doing that for yourself. That's what I mean to say first of all. Like, yeah. Thank you, Jason. Uh, oh. So you, you seem like a confident woman. Huh? But what happens when you lack the confidence? What do you do? Mm, great, great question. It's interesting you say, you seem like a confident woman. Uh, because I wasn't born like this, that's for sure. <laughs> and I think that's something that we should we it's very important for your business and i love that your focus is on courage and they are so connected the thing is if you're confident i can't go do an instagram story or do a reel because i don't feel confident doing it i can't apply for a promotion because i don't feel confident the thing is what actually leads to confidence is the action taking and exactly and so actually the first step in this you know you of course you've heard of the competence confidence cycle like you know you want to become when you're good at something when you're confident at something you become confident and the more confident you are the more you want to do it and then the more competent you are then the more and it's a beautiful cycle but what we're forgetting is that the first first step in that is having the courage to actually take the action so when I don't feel confident about something, Adam, I know it's related to the fact or to perhaps the circumstance that I haven't taken enough action. I sit with myself and think, okay, I'm not feeling confident. Why don't I feel confident? Oh, because I haven't done this enough. So how can I break this fear associated with not doing it well enough? I do it. Honestly, I do it. It's about lowering the fear associated with taking the action. And I have full faith that, you know. And in my opinion, it's using our perfectionism to our greatest advantage, you know. So if you need to get it perfect and feel confident, then you just keep doing it and doing it. And that requires more and more action. Um, like, so that's, that's the only time I can feel that perfectionism is a good thing, you know what I mean? Like that's probably one of the only times I would say like a 
Absolutely. As long as as the person is not susceptible to perfectionism paralysis, mm -hmm. where they won't do it unless it's perfect. Unless they won't do it unless it's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it's just when I don't feel so confident, I sit with my and I sit with those feelings and I I take the action anyway, knowing full uh, have full faith that the action taking will help me gain the confidence that I need. Yeah. Well that's very true. And um well, that's why we loved having you on today, sort of thing, because it's good to hear like great to hear from another sort of confidence coach and um just feel like, you know, we're on the right path, we're hitting all the right areas because, you know, we're doing it uh, as soon as we can do from our own experience. It's nice to hear someone else, you know, different niche, different area, and um, saying the same things, and yeah, really reassuring for us as well. Um, what's next for you then? So, in terms of where you want to take your coaching business and everything and how can people get in contact with you if, you, if they want to work with you well thank you um well i'm in this i'm in this for the long run that's for sure i'm loving it uh i'm actually going of course uh mid this year or towards the end of the year related to self-worth and in in increasing self-worth at clients and uh yeah i'm I've, i'm taking on clients i have a few already and uh i'm being invited to give speeches here and there um in corporate environments to motivate employees and academic environments so yeah uh with regards to how people can get in contact with me uh on instagram www.instagram.com forward slash dr jamana underscore mindset coach <laughs> underscore mindset coach and uh, my website is www.drjumana.com yes i have a great 12-week program that i've actually called courage confidence and clarity <laughs> um so yeah that's pretty much like uh, is there any like one last bit of golden nugget like information you can give our listeners I would say for the people who feel that they're often trying to work and overwork and achieve and overachieve and have that have those perfectionist patterns, you do not have to earn your worthiness. And just write it on the mirror. Write it. I've written it on my hand. Like my students will be like, uh, "Doctor, what's that on your hand?" I'm like, "Oh, nothing, nothing." <laughs> and then, like, and then I would actually show them. Actually, you don't have to earn your worthiness. You are worthy. And I think uh, I hope. If I, if I love ourselves unconditionally, like absolutely, like we do others. You don't need the flashy cars the degrees the uh you know the perfect body you don't need all of these things to feel worthy 
you are worthy as the person that you are from the inside. Build up that confidence.